one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. And welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast, Nearly Said News. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by the coolest cucumber in Hackney. He's not stressed. He's a brother. <laughs> He's got it all under control. It's the audio master. Look, 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 look. Luke, 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 Luke. Oh, Luke Warm remix. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. Yes, I am. Slightly, I, it, I just feel. It seems to me that you know we've done two podcasts now, actually three, I suppose if you include Fifty K Day. And that was, with, that was in a different room. No, but he, well, my point was like with each one, we found new problems. Oh yeah, and it's just like, and each one's different from the last. And I was like, well, I don't know. I, I could fix the old one, but I don't know how to fix the the new one now. You're skilling up every time. You say. Am I skilling up or am I just calling Laurie and Rich? And they are using their already pre-established skills to fix the issues. But surely that's going to, fire osmosis, that's going to sink through to you. And you'll know to turn it on and off again eventually. Well, I don't think it was a turning on and off and on again that was the problem. I don't think. It was something about priority of might. That's, that's what I understand, hey, yeah. Hey, gang means today's podcast intro and outro is going to be a little short again. It is indeed, yeah, but... A little um, short this month, guys. Can I... Help us out. Sorry, I'm just going to move my, my phone out of my pocket here. Can I read you a text message uh, that my wife sent Ooh, to me? Yes. So my... Uh, I'm back in an office now. Mm-hmm. So I'm bringing lunches in. Mm. Like, a, like a good, responsible adult man. Um, and I got a message from my wife today. He said, I love you so much. But I don't think you listen to me at all. <laughs> Funny I, way to start a conversation. Well, because I ain't like this morning, I opened up the fridge and I saw a little packet, uh, box of pasta mm, and I thought, yes. that's weird. I'm pretty sure there was two of those, but it's okay. I'll get that out, grate some cheese onto the top of that, grab the fresh basil, put that into a little bag and off I popped. So this is my wife's text message. I love you so much, but I don't think you listen to me at all. I literally put your lunch in a bag with that loaf of bread ready for you to take oh, and you left no. it on the counter. Oh. Still somehow you managed not to take it. <laughs> How? 
with multiple question marks and multiple exclamation marks. Can I see the capitalization of words in this? There's no capitalization. Oh, that's okay. Like, like I thought literally was in capitals. No, but she or had... Or that effect where you can italicize But words. it's why I... That's why I thought there were two. Because mm. there were meant to be two. I took the second one because my wife had already packed one of them for me, along with a loaf of bread. A whole loaf of bread? Well, we had guests at the weekend, and my wife being gluten intolerant, she can't eat any of the bread. So I was going to bring it in so that any of the boys want to have toast or something. We're not pigeons. <laughs> Got enough of pigeon problems. Yeah. So I, I texted back and I said, I packed my own bag with my own pasta. Did think it was weird that there was only one left. Lay off. That's like, why aren't you reading the first bit where you read lay off? <laughs> Get off my back, man. <laughs> uh, and then uh, she said to me, I said to you as I was doing oh, she's it. she's not dropping it. I said to you, as I was doing it, that I'd put your lunch back <laughs> together. I know I witter on, but come on, mate. Lots of kisses. There's the, the happy crime with laughter, probably exasperation as well, yeah. emoji. So but I think we're okay. So I replied. <gasps> it's still going. I think I was in another room when you said that. It's the only explanation. You put kisses at the end of every message. Yeah. Well, we're, we're very much in love. Um, do you want? Do you want to read the next message? That okay, she this is from your uh, your wife. You weren't. You were waiting for your bagel to poo, <laughs> so you were max two feet away. Pop. She is corrected. Still with kisses. <laughs> she meant to write to wait for your bagel to pop, but then she said for your bagel to poo. Well, I've. Uh, I must admit. My sandwich has popped a few times already. <laughs> I am I am sorry. I'm not used to being with people. And there's going to be a few weeks of farts. Okay? Yeah. In uh, close vicinity. So I just wrote back, ha, bagel to poo. I'm in pop. My point remains, no kisses. No kisses, but I just said, right, nope, you meant poo. Otherwise, you wouldn't have said it. <laughs> and she hasn't read that or texted me back. Oh. Anyway. Bits wow. of fun, mate. I do the exact same thing, though. What do you I mean? think it's very much like a, a man of a certain age thing, because my dad does it, my girlfriend's dad does it. It's like, I now do it, where, you know, lovely, lovely lady partners are like, I'm, I'm going to make something, because I never make anything nice in the house. No, because you just eat cereal. I'll eat cereal, or a tin of baked beans from yeah. the can with, with a, a bit of cheese in. <laughs> And she, yeah. do, you, do you use the cheese as a scoop? No, no, I'm not that sophisticated. <laughs> a, a, a frozen Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> but yeah, she, she'll make me food. Or like, she'll have, because, you know, she's a vegetarian, I eat everything. So she has to make two versions. Oh, this is the one with all the fancy ham you bought from the meat counter that we were never going to eat. Mm -hmm. And you've got nothing to have it with. I'm just going to put it with this pasta dish. She puts that in a thing for me. And she's like, your one is in this glass lock Tupperware on this shelf. My one's on the shelf below in the plastic Tupperware. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. I'm bored. <laughs> Stop going on about it. I, d I don't even say that. I'm just like, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you. I love you so much. Oh, and I'm, I'm just, just let me watch Rick and Morty. <laughs> and then, yeah, I'll take her food. <laughs> and she can't eat. She can't eat because the other one's got meat all over it. <laughs> I don't know why they love us. Mm. Well, then she like she's trying. She's trying to do better. Mm. Well, now she's started putting names on. Oh, so that's post-it notes. Yeah, yeah. Ollie, and then lady partner's name. Yeah. And yeah, I, I actually I didn't see that the post-it notes were. On. <laughs>
Anyway, let's so, get yeah. let's get into this AEW show before we do a very short outro. You'll be pleased to know Ollie Davis. The title of this has gone down an absolute storm. People oh, are no. furious about this title. Ah, no, I thought it was funny. No, no, no. People think that you're your clickbait BS. It's not clickbait. I'm asking where punk. Why are you complaining? Where punk? There's so much that happened on the show, Davis. And you have to find <laughs> the one thing to complain about. Where punk. <laughs> Uh, let's get into this show itself. Um, yeah, here it is. Where punk? Where where punk gone? Punk? Where's the punk? Hey punk! Punk? Punk! CM Punk? Ooh, Punk! Where was CM Punk last night? I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Warm, Luke Owen. Welcome to the AEW Dynamite review episode uh, of the Wrestle Podcast. Don't worry, we love the episode. Uh, we're just going to have a little 10 minute debate about whether Punk should have been announced in advance of Rampage's episode or not. If people like the idea of it being a surprise when we all know already, you probably can figure out where I land on this talk already. This episode is sponsored by beer52.com forward slash wrestle. Go to that link. You'll get 10 free craft beers. UK viewers only for £5.95. Please appreciate the irony that... On a CM Punk stream, we are drinking the beer. This is a Chicago and beer. Apparently, the audio is knackered. Oh no! Well, some people are saying the uh, your yours is wrong. I think mine actually might be okay because I was. Uh, if if I calm down a bit, because I was yelling a lot. <laughs> well, we won't know now because it's got the delay. It's got the delay. Oh man, I'm sweating oh, already. No. Oh. Well, we are. You know, we're teething issues with the new studio. Old studio. It is the old studio. And the problem is, is we're using uh, uh, OBS, which I don't use. Mm. So you carry on. You present away. I'll see what I can but do But my here. audio's not nice. Try again. Punk. <laughs> Uela punk. Uela punk. Yeah, I think that should be fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay, should I keep talking? Yeah, what go. do you do? You just like, do you just bring it down a little bit? Yeah. Oh, I'm already getting text messages from people. Hey. So your audio's not good. Thanks, guys. From, from who? Uh, oh, my best friend Ash. Um, Your best friend Ash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> Me and MJF are gonna tag team you two. Sounds mm. a bit anyway. Sexy. Beer52.com forward slash wrestle, get your free case of 10 craft beers. I, I was gonna say, well, sample this in the break, but I just automatically, I didn't even think about it. I just opened it yeah. and took a sip. It's delicious. I'll take another sip in 10 minutes. Right, so this episode of Dynamite, we loved it. I did, You did love it, right? Oh, this episode? Fantastic episode. Yeah, I thought it was a great episode. So much fun. I thought the uh, first hour better than the second. Okay. The Se second one, I, the second hour I didn't think was as strong as the first hour. I mean, anything with that Sting tag match opener, I just thought was just brilliant from top to bottom. Also, the uh, the... The Young Bucks match as well. Is that in the first? Was that in the first that half? That was in the first half, Okay, yeah, yeah that was a much better half <laughs> then. Again, it just became a bit bitty, didn't it, in the second half? Well, there was, yeah. I mean, I've seen some people criticise that it was, like, too much talking mm. in the second half. Because we had, like, six or seven back-to-back -back 
promo segments, effectively. Yeah. But you had that main event of uh, Jericho and MJF, which yeah. was really quite special and lovely, I thought. Anyway, here's my, here's my sort of debate thing. Where punk? Where punk? So initially, so peek behind the curtains, this video was originally titled Around Jericho. The title was What Next for Chris Jericho? Because he Done lost the labours of Jericho in the final, so he couldn't use the juice effect, and MJF made him tap out to the salt of the earth. And then Jericho looked very sad and whatnot. And I thought, well, that would be an interesting topic of conversation. What next for Jericho? I would imagine it'll be a match at all out. He hasn't got any fuzzy dates for that September period. And actually, he hasn't got any like dates for the Wednesdays following that, although he is doing some touring with Fuzzy. Not that that's ever stopped Jericho from mm. showing up to wrestling shows before. So I thought that'd be quite a little interesting topic. Ollie Davis walks in uh, 40 minutes later than when he said he was originally going to arrive, kicked the door I open. was 50 minutes later, <laughs> actually. And he kicked the door down, walked up to us and said, Oi, smelly lads. Where punk? Where punk? Where punk? And he's made the suggestion of what this thumbnail is. And we then made that thumbnail, thought it was very funny, and then put it up. But going by the initial chat to this, people didn't take kindly to it. But I, for me, I didn't, and I said to you this morning, I don't, I, they did some teasers on this show. Very subtle teasers. Some people said there's another one. But I, did, I slightly disagree with that one. Well, what, so the teasers were Kenny Omega's CM Punk. Well, it was a Chick Magnet t-shirt. Chick Magnet is one of the rumoured things that CM stands for. Uh, there was, you said, a best in the world yeah, so line. Du yeah, during the Rampage promo, they said, like, this Friday, Rampage, the first dance. The last line was a Tony Schiavone call, I think, of someone like, mm. you know, he's looking to be the best in the world. Uh, you know, there's that tease. And other people have argued that QT Marshall saying, this company never over-promises and always delivers during his promo with okay. Paul White. Or like words to that effect. Or maybe Paul White said that sort of thing. This company is a lukewarm line. Yeah, well, yes, this company. Yeah, reference. Yeah, 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 yeah. So some people thought that there was enough subtle teasers, plus mm, all the other okay. subtle teasers. But your feeling on this was, there should have been a very overt, hey, watch on Friday... CM Punk is coming in. What? Which, uh, to, sorry, just before you make your point, I think it's a fair argument to be made because the numbers for Rampage last week were good. I think some people thought it was going to do over a million views. I never, yeah, yeah. I never thought it was going to do over a million views. But if you'd have said to people on this show, hey, watch on Friday because CM Punk might be there, maybe you might do over a million views. Yeah. As it, as it happens, you might end up just doing the same number you did last week. We're kind of in uncharted territory here because the Friday show Rampage in Chicago has performed very well in live ticket sales. Great. It's it's doing like a load of buzz for all of us. We all and like, you know, we all know really that CM Punk's gonna debut mm -hmm. on Friday. That's it's heavily reported, rumored. Is everything okay? I'm just, well, I'm just checking because I'm still getting text messages from That's people cool. and um, you you carry on talking, I'm still gonna just like and all my wonderful Points yeah, you know, you can, you can go. Oh, they, oh, here's the thing. Bad audio. The, 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 question, the comment I've had is, honestly, it's completely listenable. I've heard much worse. But, you know, it's, it's what we live by. Yeah. I've heard worse. <laughs> um, my argument is, I think you want to... The Punk's debut right now is a big thing for us, and it's broken through to bits, like a few lapsed fans. Anecdotally, I've had friends who have stopped watching wrestling for years who are now saying, oh, I, I heard somewhere that CM Punk's going to come back. 
When's that happening? And I'll tell them, oh, it's like here, Rampage, but they don't know when it's going to happen because it's never been overtly said. And I'm not saying that AEW should say, CM Punk is debuting this Friday, everyone turn up. Because there, there, even though we all know, there is a bit of excitement in not fully knowing. So there is a still a bit of mystique there. I look at what they did with Christian in February, and they said a future Hall of Famer is going to debut for the company. Mm. And, you know, it Hall was... Of, a Hall of Fame worthy. Hall of Fame worthy person. And Christian debuted. And everyone was like, oh, well, you know, I love Christian. And that is, like, very shocking. He was just in the Royal Rumble. But I feel like... That was that was an overpromise. Mm. A lot of people felt shortchanged by it because you had the names of Punk in the background somewhere. Yeah, or Brock Lesnar, I think, was the other ridiculous one. Kurt Angle was another name. Yeah, of course. So if he did that for if he did all of that for Christian, there's never been like we've got a. There's never been like a, a silhouette or a a mystery tease, a countdown. There's been nothing like that. Just this like very subtle clue that. It's in Chicago, and Michael Jordan had a last thing there, and he had this bit of music, and there were some numbers on Instagram, and Kenny Omega's t-shirts. I just, this idea that Punk's debut is going to get loads of people because of this very low-key marketing, I don't think it's the most effective way to get a big viewership hit this Friday. And I, just to, um, like some people have said, oh, but everyone knows. I think what we've got to remember is that's the wrestling bubble knows. We know mm. because we spend our whole like time doing this. Like you and I do this for a living. You guys watch us on a daily basis in our terrible audio. You like you've been hearing us talk about this for the last month or so or whatever it is. You're on Twitter, you listen to all this stuff. That is not representative of the entire wrestling base. So there are people who are going to be tuning in on Friday, if CM Punk does show up, who are going to be like, oh my god, CM Punk is back. That's a, I did not see that coming. What a wild thing to have happened. And so there is another argument to be made on your point that why appeal to the 60%, maybe even 40% of the people watching this that are also the hardcore on the internet fans, when you could appeal to 100% of the audience and say, hey, by the way, Tune on Friday, CM Punk is showing up. Well, I think more importantly, definitely the 100%, but, you know, a lot of them are already converted. Mm -hmm. What you want to do is you want to get the casual fans. You want to get, for lack of a better word, my mate Graham. Your lapsed fans. Your lapsed fans. Yes. Graham hasn't watched wrestling on a weekly basis for five, six years. Mm -hmm. Around the same time that Punk left, coincidentally. Yeah. And... But, you know, he checks in with me. He is aware that a punk thing is happening. He has no idea what it is. I tell him, and mm -hmm. it goes, you know, straight out of his mind. Whereas, if AEW closed... This is just an example. I'm not saying this is the best way to do it. Just for sake of argument. Dynamite closes with Mystery Countdown, and then it ends with... Ch -ch -ch, which is very recognisably the start of Cold of Personality or something. And then mainstream publications can pick up on that. Mm. And you're not just getting the AEW audience that you've already converted, maybe a larger portion of them tuning in on a Friday. You are then getting the millions, you're reaching millions more people who have an interest in wrestling, who remember CM Punk, but don't watch wrestling anymore. Yeah. I, I, as I said, I think there's a, a very much an argument to be made that you are correct. I 
do disagree mm. because I think that do I disagree? Because the thing is, like, I've yeah, made a good. Point. You have you've made a very good, compelling argument. Where punk? Where punk? I think though that I, I the teas that they have done are like so unbelievably subtle that and, and your argument of getting that mainstream audiences is the one that has sort of convinced me to think that there probably should have been some bigger teasers that he is coming in on Friday. It almost feels like they are almost. And I, I, I don't. I'm using this term as sort of an over exaggeration. Vince Russoing the situation of thinking like, well, everyone's on the internet. Mm. Everyone already knows. We don't need to do any sort of hints and uh, teases because everyone knows. When actuality is like, yeah, well, maybe this bubble knows. Yeah, but what about the outside of the bubble? I tell you one. The, there are many versions where I'm wrong, as <laughs> always. Yeah. But one version where I'm wrong is actually rampage ends in the way I've just said. So Rampage ends, Punk comes out, he gets that huge, whoa, and that's it. And then that promotes Dynamite next Wednesday. So, okay, I mean, for me, thinking about tomorrow night and the debut, he's opening the show. That that could, if if that happens, why don't you at least more overtly tease that on the end of this week's... Because I I think if you've booked this build, you've booked Chicago, this United Center and all of its various seats and whatnot, and you've nearly sold, you know, basically sold the building out and this, that, and the other, I think you you need to have like that, not wait till the end of the show and basically just be like, and here he would walk down to the stage and then that's the end of the show. Like, I think you need to have a promo in Chicago. You need to do something. Oh, he can do something for the live crowd only. And he's going to be back there to do that, do more... In just two weeks. Yeah, I mean, perhaps you're right. I also feel that like the crowd are basically just going to spend the whole night going, where, where, where punk? punk? Where, where punk? punk? Where punk? Where is punk? I don't care about Darby Allen. Sorry, uh, uh, Daniel Garcia and John Moxley. Where punk? Where punk? the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Shall we see what you guys say on the, uh, you can slaughter me over here on the Omega Chats. Uh, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Please do get your Omega Chats in. We'll answer every single one of them over $5. Uh, yes. Rain Tech. Hi, lads. With all the eight to AEW confirmed energy Ollie collected in the last weeks, I expect Ollie to deliver an earth-shattering to AEW confirmed after Punk's debut on the reaction slash news. Dynamite was really good, but why isn't it... Why isn't it Saturday yet? UK EU time. Charles Berg, a decent dynamite is 10 times better than a really good Raw. Looking forward to CM Punk appearing so Ollie can finally release all that pent up excitement. Releasing semen. In regards to poor of you, don't worry about the pics. I'll still send them even if he can't show them. The, the multimedia element of the podcast is scaled back just for a week or two yeah. while we figure out how to work everything. Yeah, we thought, I don't know what, maybe we, we can give Rich some time. Rich doesn't need to produce these shows anymore. <laughs> no, he does. I'm starting to think he does. <laughs> Mark Mayhew. CM Punk is interrupted by Kenny Omega, who talks about how much of a punk fan he is before saying, you know, my favourite thing about you is, he points to the screen and says, the, the ass, Phil. <laughs> The Royal Rumble video plays with the zoomed-in ass shots of Punk. Oh, yes! <laughs> That's how you debut Punk in oh, AEW! Yeah, yeah. The ass, Phil. I really hope that Adam has done that for his latest <laughs> fantasy booking video. Oh, there's a tease. Uh, fantasy booking. Adam was very nervous about booking CM Punk's AEW debut to go live on the day of potentially CM Punk's AEW debut because he will be immediately compared against it. Mm -hmm. And I will be leading that charge. (laughs) AEW did it better! Downvote. Kuku Simon. Kuka Simon. Tomorrow can't get here fast enough. I can't believe I'm going to be there. Ah. Ollie, if I see Punk just walking around in Chicago, I'll get him to tell you all hello. I think he'll tell you very kindly to ass off yeah and eternal blue for now i just need everyone to pull back and separate from all this cm punk is going to be on a wrestling show to wrestle the meme the one person who haunted wwe for years after leaving the man who changed what fans what kind of fans are watching wrestling is back well let's also not forget he did change the culture uh, a couple of years ago when he returned to wwe sorry fox um uh for that uh incredible Return to wrestling. I had a dream, genuinely, Mm -hmm. last night. One of those dreams that you wake up to, so it was early in the morning. Yeah. And I had a dream that CM Punk came back. And I was, it was like this weird convention hall. And I was, it was like at the side, and I went round the back of like a curtain afterwards, and he walked past me and he 
fist bumped me. <laughs> and I woke up so happy and a little bit confused what was real. Because yeah. I, kn- I knew I had to watch Dynamite now. Yeah. So, yeah, to say I'm excited is actually, like, I can't remember being this excited I, yeah. for m- many other things in my adult life. Like, this is top ten. I was thinking about this as well. Like Infinity I, War, Endgame, yeah. I'd say, were up there. Because I, I wasn't very well last night. Mm. I was up in the night with a bit of a dicky tum. And um, just actually, I think it's still been plaguing me since Monday. Since Domino's, the, that Domino's pizza mm. has really plagued me for the last couple of days. Um, and every time I woke up, I was thinking about like, oh, and if they've done a big tease for CM Punk on, mm. on Dynamite. Yeah, that's what, yeah. yeah. But also, because I've got to go sit on the toilet now for 20 minutes, I'm not going to check Twitter just in case. I see what that tease is. Mm. I want to. I want to experience that tease firsthand uh, by watching Dynamite. My, I thought the same thing. I stayed off anything that could spoil it for me until I watched the show when I got up. But my, I saw my phone had a few messages. Didn't tell me what the messages were. Text messages as well, not WhatsApp. Wow. And I looked at them afterwards. Your DPD delivery. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was worried someone would text me like, oh my God, he came back. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this episode is sponsored by Beer 52. This Wrestle Talk podcast can get you free beer. Aren't we the best? Go to beer52.com forward slash wrestle. The link is in the video description below. And you get 10 free craft beers. UK viewers only. Only £5.95 for the shipping. And, crazily, it's a Chicago-themed crate this month. Yeah, it is. I mean, we said on the Raw show, we're not believers in fate, but you know what? It feels a little bit there, doesn't it? This is Noon Whistle. It's a Bernie Milk Stout. Bernie Sanders Milk Stout, I guess. Mm. 5%. Nice, nice uh, little percentage yeah. for a stouty poos there. And you love a stout, don't you? Like that, I think that is your, your, your mm. tipple of choice. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yes, if you, I, I, don't, I think if you order now, you probably won't get it for SummerSlam. But still a great endeavour. A great endeavour nonetheless. Yeah. You can have it for after SummerSlam. Hey, maybe for our SummerSlam review. Well, you'll have it for All Out. Certainly will. Oh, mate, that's a perfect time yeah, to get yeah. it for All Out. So get it, save it, and have it with us at All Out. I just, I just want to, again, because a few people were like, guys, it's not free because mm. you've got to pay for the postage. Let me advise you, it's £5.95. It's 595 British pennies. Which means these bad boys, the 10 of them that you're going to get in this free box, works out to be 59p a beer. Yeah. And it's high quality. This is craft stuff. That's basically free. Um, so, this episode of AEW, as we've already said, was flew by. So much oh, yeah. fun. And it opened, actually, rather confusingly, with John Moxley and Eddie Kingston doing their walkout. And I was like, okay, we're getting a match, I guess. And then they were jumped by Everett 2.0, sorry. Jen, Jen didn't mean to do that. Uh, who were signed now. Yeah. I mean, and you can tell that AEW have basically fallen in love with them as yeah. well because they've been, they've been on like every show since the, since like they debuted on Dark a few weeks back. Yeah. They've been on Dark, they've been on Dark Elevation, they've been on Dynamite. Like, they're like, actually, I think these lads are pretty good. Yeah. Ethan Page is like, what the fuck? Why the hell are featured? <laughs> well, and you get the match with Sting now. Yeah, so they've gone from being released from NXT 
to a match with Sting in like two weeks. Yeah. To two, three weeks. Brilliant stuff. Um, in fact, as Ethan Page also got his match with Sting. Yeah. And now it's now it's 2.0's turn. Yeah. He's now yeah. feuding with uh, Lance Archer. Um, so the, they kind of then said, like, they got in the ring, uh, Daniel Garcia and 2.0, and like, that we want our match now with Sting and Darby Allen. So Sting came out. And then Darby Allen was from behind, like jumped him. And they just brawled around the uh, the arena a little bit. Darby was doing some insane stuff. Like he ran off a barricade and did a dive. Got suplexed onto a skateboard. Oh. But like Sting wrestled. Yeah. Sting properly went for it. He looked amazing. And they were properly putting over. Like this is the first time that Sting has wrestled on TNT since the final Nitro in that match with Ric Flair. So like it was it was pushed as a, this wow. really big deal. And Sting looked awesome. The crowd was super into it. Brawl into the crowd so you definitely know you're watching a Sting match. <laughs> but the final spot of this match. Was so good. 2.0 set up a table. And they powerbombed Sting through this table. 62-year-old Sting. Bad back and all Sting. Powerbombed him through this table. Sting just got right back up. Well, he, he got up. I wouldn't say right back. There was a bit of a, a sort of old man. <laughs> but I liked that. I liked how slow he was getting up. It wasn't like a cane. <laughs> No, sit up sort of go, oh, just it was up. like oh, these kids you know it was cool it was so awesome. the crowd went ballistic oh, it was, this. Great, it was amazing did the whole like roaring of the chest did a double scorpion death drop on them got them both into the scorpion death lock and made them tap out it was so so awesome this was an insanely fun way to start this show yeah I actually thought he was setting them up for a coffin job Mm, yeah, yes, because he always yeah yeah because that usually that's Darby get the pin, but I, I think Darby's gotten the pin for the first two Sting tag matches, but here no he, he yeah turned them both around made them tap so oh this was you know the the cinematic match with against Team Taz Darby and Sting was I, I wasn't that into it, but I could see why people would be. Then the Page and Scorpio Sky one was really fun. Awesome. This one, probably the best of the bunch. Easily so, yeah. So now I'm like, now I am sold. Sting's going to wrestle, yes. Yeah. Beyond just like, oh yeah, it's cool. It's like, no, I'm, I'm going to get a good time with a Sting match. Yeah, I, I love this. It was such a great way to open the show. Um, after that, we got a clip from earlier in the day. Sammy Guevara had teased a big announcement. And it was that he proposed to his girlfriend oh. earlier in the night. And this comes just five days after he gave the contract to Fuego del Sol on Rampage. Mm. I feel like they, those two things should be spread out. <laughs> Why? What's he going to do on Friday? But he's in his home state. Yeah, I guess so. Like, and they clearly, this is something that Sammy had asked TK if he could mm. do on TV. Because last week, and I actually forgot about this, last week's match between Sammy and Sean Spears was advertised as Sammy versus Sean with Sammy making a special announcement. Mm -hmm. So like they've been, you know, they teased this last week, but I, I sort of completely forgot about yeah. it. And I just thought it was a wonderful, lovely moment. And then he comes out for his match, hometown crowd, so super into to Sammy. They were really, really into his match with, with Sean Spears. It was so much fun. I, yeah, no, it was very nice, very sweet. Um, I think it would have been better placed oh, after oh, the what? match. No, or I would do him do the proposal yeah. after, so do it on live TV. Because this is kind of like the pinnacle in a circle feud is finishing up now. This felt like a blow off to whatever. Like I don't think Spears and Sammy Guevara are going to have another match. Well, I, I hope not because Sam, <laughs> Sammy has won them all. 
So yeah, blow off to that. It was a, you know, good ending. So then propose. Rather than it, was, it, it wasn't even live. It was a clip from earlier. Yeah, in the it, was, night. it was done on dark. Yeah, yeah. To... Always got to find something to complain about, haven't you? With the Nick Khan coin that you're you, on. You know what? It, it, sh it should have been a stipulation. <laughs> if you beat me, you get <laughs> you get to propose. <laughs> yeah, Sean Spears won. Anyway, this was actually uh, a fun match. Sean and Sammy brawled loads before the bell, like pile driver on the outside, and then. Yeah, they, they, they had a, one of Sean Spears' best matches in AEW, I thought. And I think it's his best match since the Cody match yeah. at All Out. Yeah. And there was this great spot where they're both on around the turnbuckle on the ring apron. And they both hop up onto the top rope at the same time. Like, they both had the same idea. And they just catch each other. And they're, like, they're looking at each other. And Sean Spears just flips him off. And Sammy goes, all right, I'm cut her off the top rope. I thought that should have been the finish. I thought that was so cool. Or, you know, at least then pick him up, go to hell, win. But they actually had, like, three more minutes of false finishes, which which took me out of it a bit. Yeah, because they did, like, the 6.30, and I thought the 6.30 was going to be the yeah. finish. I, I guess that they just, because Sean took the pin in Stadium Stampede, it almost felt like, well, we need to give Sean something. Mm. So he can kick out of 6.30, and then, we'll, and then he can hit the... Um, uh, whatever the GTH go to hell and then you know you can get the win so yeah I, I, I kind of get I totally I wrote my same notes as like the crowd were hotter for the previous near falls than they were for the final fall I think they might have gone maybe two more than they should have done I agree uh, and yeah the proposal thing was whack <laughs> I'm kidding it was sweet the GTH finisher very similar to the go to Kenton's sleep finish yes <laughs> forbidden door <laughs> Do you think Sammy could be a punk opponent? Because, like, before that, I hadn't even considered him. But now I'm like, oh, yeah, a Sammy Guevara CM Punk match. Yeah, I mean, it'd be really good. Yeah, I mean, with Sammy as well, can, like, he had the first match on Dynamite, if you remember, mm. sort of way back when. You look how far he has come yeah. since that point. I think it's a real testimony to how good AEW have been in cultivating young talent giving them a, a platform to shine on so they can then shine brighter yeah. later on down the line. Um, and I think he'd be an amazing opponent for, for Punk, particularly mm. because you could do so much around Punk being like, look, you're only famous because you've ripped off my move. Yeah. No, and then Kenta walks in. <laughs> in a go-to-sleep on a pole match. Oh, my God, yeah. All of the knees. Uh, yeah, no, but the knees are banned. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, after that, Christian's backstage. He's got his Impact title. Uh, Don Callis comes in, starts, you know, yay, we go way back. And then Christian's like, F off, you carny piece of S. Yes. <laughs> I love that Don is now a carny piece of S. I love Don Callis's line of just like, we go back 20 plus years. I was the man who got you the start in this business. And look at us now in the same position we were. Me on top of the wrestling industry. <laughs> and you still having matches. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Don's, honestly, he is otherworldly good. Yeah, Just everything he's in. Also uh, wearing a powdered blue suit uh, today as well. I wouldn't mind, and I know we're all like, no general managers in AEW. I don't care. <laughs> Make Don Callis the general manager. No, he's, he's much better as just a manager for the elite. No, full. Go all the way. We got a video package on Dante Martin, which was a, like a really nice touch because so often in WWE, someone does something good and then they're forgotten about. But here, after Dante's real like star-making performance last week against Kenny, 
It was like just keeping that plate spinning. Yeah, it was really, really good. Just a, a nice, simple promo interspersed with the video from last week. Yeah. It made him look so, so awesome. Uh, Dan Lambert is back. Oh, speaking of awesome. So good. Uh, Dan Lambert of America's Top Team was there with two MMA guys, Jorge and DeSantos. Uh, Are they the same person? Not Brock Lesnar. Is yeah, Brock Lesnar wasn't there. That's, that's what I basically wrote in my notes. It's like he brought out two UFC guys that aren't Brock Lesnar, mm. who is essentially the only UFC name I know. That, that's on us for being stupid. Uh, but Dan Lambert just blamed... This was so well worked. He blamed <laughs> cancel culture. The cancel culture train. Yeah, for Lance Archer coming out a few weeks ago and giving him a blackout. Which yeah. is still an insane move for just a guy to take who's not a yeah. trained wrestler. And uh, yeah, then Lance came out to sort of do it again. But Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page jumped him. Yeah. So, you know, the, logically, to me, that hints that Dan Lambert is going to manage the men of the year. Yeah, it certainly sounds like it. And I think as well in his promo, because he, he was talking about the two not Brock Lesnar lads. Yes. That, not um, Lesnar. Not, yeah, not Lesnar's. Uh, that, like, they are now wrestlers. Like, they, are, they have signed AEW contracts. Oh, or, like, they would. Uh, so I think they are now, like, his talent on screen. Oh, cool. I think that's what he said anyway. I might have misheard him on that one. Um, I, I, I don't really quite get how Men of the Year fit in with Lambert, because Lambert is, of course, very mixed martial arts focused. Um, but, you know. Let's see where this goes. I'm excited to see Dan Lambert do more. Mm. I just feel like Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page just keep getting to a point and then don't do anything. They are, um, they're sort of like Team Taz in a way. Mm. Why? They feuded with Sting. Well, Ever yeah. Rise and Daniel Garcia will suffer the exact same fate. <laughs> in the same boat in a few months' time. But yeah, they do feel a little bit like <laughs> Team Taz, which is like you are a, you're just a lower card act. Mm. And I, but unfortunately, I feel like that sort of drags Lance down a little bit, especially now that Lance hasn't got the US title. He doesn't feel like, sort of compared to two, three weeks ago when he won that US title, and he thought, like, oh, wow, maybe this is the start of Lance Archer. And then he loses the title to Horseshoe Tanahashi, and now he's just been punked out by Men of the Year. Well, Lance Archer also interrupted Sting's promos. Oh, yeah. So it makes total sense. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The Sting Vortex. Jericho cut a promo backstage on MJF where he was essentially saying, please sing, Judas, it'll be really special. I but mean, without yeah. overtly saying it. I mean, AEW, social media, their Twitter game, all the week has been, here are the lyrics to Judas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, have you heard this? They created a Spotify playlist that was all the lyrics to Judas for the chorus. Um, so, yeah, they've been going... Because I, I said this on the, the Monday show that we did. Mm -hmm. It was either going to be the greatest thing ever or a total train wreck that doesn't work. Thankfully, it was, uh, <sighs> Thankfully. It was the first one. Yeah. Uh, speaking of brilliant, Jurassic Express then took on the Young Bucks oh. for the AEW Tag Team titles. This was just fun. If I, it, the, the only complaint I've got is that it was too over too quickly. Yeah, I would happily have seen another five minutes. Oh, you may get to see more of it. Yeah. So it was just absolute chaos. Everyone's doing flip-de-doos. Tag team rules aren't really observed, but I don't mind about that. Uh, but Marco Stunt tries to get involved. Kenny Omega runs down with the chair. Clobbers Stunt throws in the chair. Jungle Boy reverses whatever Matt Jackson was going to do, though. 
lands him onto the chair. So a bit of botched elite interference there. Which plays off the mm -hmm. interference from Friday that led to Christian getting the win. And so when when Jungle Boy hit that brain yeah. buster on the chair, I totally bought that near fall. St absolutely bought that near fall as the finish before Nick Jackson broke it up. And then when they did another uh, finish, they hit their tag team finishing move. I was like, they're going to they're gonna pin him again. And Nick Jackson broke it up just at the last second. I bought both of them so hard. Yeah, because you're just like, well, it, you know, it backfired on Kenny, might backfire here. Really, really good manipulation of people like us. Yeah. Uh, and just the psychology in general. Uh, but ultimately, it was a BTE trigger for the Bucks to retain. So after the match, Kenny Omega comes down and he beats up Christian Cage, hits the one-winged angel mm -hmm. on him. Hey, I mean, I don't know about you, but uh, you think the match isn't happening at All Out? It's... No, it's Hangman Page is going to come back. <laughs> it's going to be CM Punk, right? Because that's, that's injured him too much. He's going to be replaced. I mean, they haven't released a match graphic yet, so I'm I'm unconvinced that it's happening. Sit, are you, are you no, trolling? of course. Absolutely not. I'm trolling. Yeah. It's, I was joking with Denise about this last week when we did the Denise Mailbag, because mm -hmm. we just finished our AEW show. And it was, it reminded me of, you remember Kurt Angle's retirement match at oh, WrestleMania? Yeah. And they announced, oh, it's going to be against Baron Corbin. And we had so many people message us through like Super Chats and sending me like, guys, you're being worked. It's not going to be Baron Corbin. It's going to be John Cena. You're being worked. And we kept saying, no, they think Baron Corbin is the man to retire Kurt Angle. <sighs> And we had the same thing last week. People were doing mental gymnastics to be like, guys, you're being worked. Mm. It's not going to be Christian Cage. And in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's going to be <laughs> Christian Cage. And yeah, lo and behold, it certainly looks like it's going to be Christian Cage, which makes me think they have a much bigger match planned to be the actual main event of All Out, which you'll presume is a CM Punk match. Yeah, you, you, you would assume. You would you? assume. Um, I thought the Elite looked awesome here. Yeah, so, so great. All well. standing there, holding their titles aloft. Good Brothers, Bucks, Kenny, Dom there with his scarf. Yeah, looks absolutely amazing. And I know there are people <coughs> who uh, are getting a bit, not, I'm sick and tired maybe, some people don't like the elite always interfering. But, can, I, can I quickly say, oh no, you say your thing first. No, no, because I, I think you're going to make the same point I am. No, well, then you make it. You had it first. So why it's a cage match at the pay-per-view. All right, yeah. Yes, I wasn't going to say that. Those people who are saying, oh, the elite, like, they always interfere. I bet the same people who are like, oh, I love the Bullet Club, but never watch Bullet Club stuff. <laughs> yeah. Because this is what the Bullet Club did. Every, everything was interference. Everything was loads of people at ringside. Yeah. The, this is the Bullet Club. The story of the group is that they are always interfering in the matches, which is why when later on like, you get... Uh, Tony Schiavone. I felt like Justin Roberts like, wasn't on the show, notable not on the show as well, mm, because they had, I think, Dasher do the ring introductions and Tony do the backstage interviews, even yes. though he was also on commentary. Well, Dasher did Rampage's ring announcing. Okay, yeah. Um, so maybe, well, where's Justin then? I don't know. But uh, so, anyway, but so Tony's like backstage interviewing uh, the Young Bucks and tells them that they're doing a championship eliminator tournament between the Varsity Blondes, Jurassic Express, the Lucha Bros, and Private Party. And the winner of those is going to get a match against the Young Bucks at All Out inside a steel cage. Mm. And they freak out because the whole point of a steel cage is to stop the interference. Yeah. So uh, my feeling on this, I don't know where you are thinking on this, I think it's either going to go one of two ways. I think it's either going with the Lucha Bros because Pac set that up a couple of weeks ago being like, you guys need to focus on the tag titles. Or, I think this is more likely, it's going to be Jurassic Express and that's where Jurassic Express win because 
the Young Bucks won't be able to have their interference mm. to help them retain their titles. <clears throat> I think either way, I'm thinking Bucks lose. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, because it does, it puts a bit more pressure on Omega mm -hmm. in the main event. Yeah. Or well, whatever the main event is, the title match. But I want it to be Lucha Bros. <laughs> of course I do. And I want it to be them siding with Andrade. Or more, maybe Andrade helps them in some, in some mm. way. Uh, and that's how they get the win. Plus, you know, the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks have that early AEW story well, history. The first All Out mm. was their... Um, I think it was the first All Out was the ladder match. Yep. The ladder match that you coined the phrase, God, they're so brave. They were so brave. Such brave boys. They're high ladders. Um, Britt Baker was backstage um, and she reintroduced Jamie Hayter, her own enforcer, who... I wonder how much we have to recap Rampage on this show. Hmm... Because that's yeah. that's the cliff. That was the big ending angle of uh, Rampage on Friday. Uh, she's kind of involved to be in a feud with Chris Statlander. Jamie Hayter looks fantastic. She looks nothing like <laughs> the last time I saw Jamie Hayter. Uh, she cut a normal heel promo, nothing at, at the level of Baker. But it's just like, I'm just a bit confused by all this. Because it's a bit of an overly heel thing. I don't know. It just it feels like it's come out of nowhere. Well, it's just be you know, rebels always injured, and so you need to have you know, the muscle backup for DMD. So Jamie Hater, it is. I like the fact that Jamie Hater didn't do the DMD thing along with them. Well, I think the only reason this, the only reason to do this, is to eventually build Jamie versus Baker. Yeah, which is probably going to happen. Matt Hardy and Orange Cassidy built a match together in video packages. I because this was announced for Dynamite next week. I had the, I wrote my notes here. That sounds like an all-out match. Well, they got too many people. So many matches. Yeah, like you freaking Jericho, MJF. Yeah, maybe and maybe right. they do get that as well. Um, Paul White comes out, who I've still called Big Show in my <laughs> notes, and he he was talking about how good it was to get back in the ring last week and how good it felt beating up the Nightmare Factory, um, and then QT Marshall interrupted and brought up these very graphic photos of. That ass, Paul. Yeah. Oh. Your ass. Yeah, of his hip replacement surgery. Like the, the amount of surgeries that he's had. Even had a photo where, yeah, you could see Paul White's ass. That ass. The big ass. And Paul White even made reference to that. It's like, you even show my beautiful ass on screen. Um, but Paul White essentially was there to say, like, I've had a word for Tony. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it so much. He has allowed me to have a match at All Out. And guess who it's going to be against? And QT Marshall, they're going like, oh, I have absolutely no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Why do you know to... Aaron Turner? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Do, you want, do you want to tell us? And he's like, and it's, going to, it's against you, QT Marshall. And he goes, <gasps> <laughs> I thought it was very funny, goofy yeah. selling. Really good stuff from QT. And that's exactly what this should be. Like, it's, yeah. it's Paul White versus yeah. QT Marshall. And also, like, Paul isn't moving great like you can see him when he's sort of walking around it's got that not quite the Kurt Angle mm -hmm. scary haunch where he's like oh no normal human being stands that way but he's also like when he steps into the ring and walks around it it's just like oh, god it looks uncomfortable to be you after your hip surgery so I'd imagine yeah. it'll be you know there'll be little to the match just you know the choke slam and maybe the WMD and that'll be it I don't know I don't think you can write off um sort of you know hip surgeries sometimes just make you move around a bit better in the moment you know, like when you're in the ring, bell, the, bell the goes. The heat of the crowd. The adrenaline. So I, you know, it was only last year he was main eventing WrestleMania. I, I mean, well, do you know what? When you're right, you're right. 
uh, hopefully he gets to have a proper match, I think. Not not a long one, but just one where he does also take bumps. That's uh, Ollie Davis there advocating for a half-hour Paul White QT Marshall match. This is the greatest! The <laughs> uh, then we got the Tony Schiavone with the elite bit backstage we've already covered. This was weird. Rick and Team Taz is just like, none of their segments hit for me at the moment, despite was, me yeah. loving all of them. It was weird. They showed an angle from Dark, but yeah. I accidentally aired it on Dynamite. But it's because Tony's... Editing dark now. He's making mistakes. I have no Put idea. Put it in the wrong show. I have no idea what this was doing on TV. So Taz, first off, I'm like, oh, it's a thing for Hook? Because Taz is in the ring yeah. with Hook. And he's like, here's Hook. He's like, my I'm, son. I'm Taz of Team Taz. Son Taz. <laughs> and and then they're like, and here's Ricky. And Ricky Starks comes out. And he, you know, Ricky Starks is great. He cuts a promo on Brian Cage. They're setting up this face to face. And then Ricky Starks is like, and here's Brian Cage. So like for three introductions now. And Brian Cage is being beaten up by Powerhouse Hobbs backstage. And then Cage starts to beat him up. Ricky gets really worried and irate and is like, no, cut away, cut away. And they do cut away. And that's it. So the idea of this was, if you haven't quite followed on from them, I don't blame you at all. The <coughs> idea of this was that Ricky Starks was like, he wants to have the man-on-man, man-on-man, the man-to-man face-to-face, maybe a man-on-man, you don't know. But he wanted to have a man-to-man face-to-face and then throw up to be like, oh no, Powerhouse Hobbs has laid him out, boo-hoo-hoo. -hoo. Problem is Brian Cage got up and then started being, and was like, oh no, our plan has been foiled. But this was very much a dark angle yeah. that somehow aired on Dynamite. And it, we then got an interview with Death Triangle. Pac cut this amazing promo on Andrade. And then Andrade walks in with this, with this big stack of papers. It's the contract for all of his stipulations and whatnot for their match at All Out. It's Ric Flair's rider, I hear. Oh, well, I've, I've seen Ric Flair doing a bit of riding uh, as of late on trains and that. The nature boy does not ride trains. Private, private limos and jets. Well, I know, but I, I know, but I had a moment yesterday. I got home from work, and I was just like, I, I just, you know, loaded up Twitter while I was waiting for something to cook, and then I just saw Denise being like, oh, "I've just seen why Ric Flair's trending." And I was like, "Oh man, what's Ric Flair done?" So I, you know, and that, and then I saw, it and I was like, "Oh, oh, I, oh, I see." <laughs> Look, that that certain Twitter account, I don't think any of us have got any love for, but the devil, you know, gets his due. That was good. <laughs> So what was this? It was a. Uh, it was just a photo. You've seen the photo. I've seen the photo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, of what someone who looks like Ric Flair. Yeah. Uh, performing oral sex upon a lady. Yes. On a train. On a train. On a public train. Yes. With the hair. Yeah. Um, what was the Twitter account that shared it? Oh, it was Wings Like News. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it from them. They occasionally have a good meme, or maybe maybe they stole someone else's meme. I don't know. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't realize it was them. That's, oh, I, I, that's the one I saw trending. I like it less now. <laughs> uh, but anyway, my point I was going to make um, after, before that is that, so just as a, a little recap, we had Tony interview Baker, Matt Hardy and Orange Cassidy cut a promo, Jade Cargill cut a promo, the Super Elite cut a promo with t uh, Tony, Team Taz a segment, and then the promo with uh, Death Triangle. That's a lot, that's a huge chunk of the show there. That is just... Talk, 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 talk. And that is why I think, and then because then you follow it up with the Thunder Rosa versus um, Penelope Ford match, which was fine. And the crowd was super hot for Thunder Rosa's entrance because she has embraced Texas as her home state by according to commentary. So we're really off that. But they weren't hot for the match. Mm. And they, you know, they weren't as hot as they were for some of the other stuff. And I've almost felt like all of that talking and all those in-ring segments have just completely like sucked the energy out of the crowd. And then this didn't help. Yeah, I think that and 
AEW have, are trying to keep too many plates spinning. I think focus in on a few key storylines and let those breathe, opposed to, yeah, like you said, that, because then after that, we get two other promos yeah. back to back. And they're great promos. Like, it's all good stuff. But would have I preferred the Rosa-Ford match to go a bit longer? Or maybe the Team Taz segment to have a payoff? Yeah. And yeah. You, you'd always make the argument as well. They have four shows a week. Mm. Like, they have got enough space to, to keep plate spinning. Problem is, uh, no one watches all four of them. No. Well, not... not a, a small performance, a small portion of the audience watches all four. So Rosa won that match in five minutes. It was it was good. Yeah. Um, Arn Anderson is with Son Anderson, <laughs> who's getting a Son match against Malachi Black next week. Sunderson. Sunderson, of course. <laughs> uh, Anderson. Arn, Arn essentially said to his kid, yeah, you're going to get hurt. Oh, yeah, you're, you're, gonna, you're about to die, boy. <laughs> but it's nice there because it was Arn who got kicked in the head by Black. There's the Cody stuff. I'm looking forward to that next week. Because oh, it's just going to be a black mass and then yeah. that is it. Like, it's going to be very little to this match. I loved how seriously Arn sold this. Oh, of just like, kid, you have no idea mm -hmm. what you're getting yourself into. And then Brock to be like, I'm so re I'm ready for this. But Arn's like, you know, he's only had a handful of matches. Like, I just don't think... I, I thought Arn's concern for Anderson yes. was, was really Anderson. good. I'm, I'm just trying a couple That's of others. I think Sunderson um, is better, though, because it's, it's, it's so clunky. <laughs> uh, Moxley then cut, I thought, a really good promo on backstage on Daniel Garcia ahead of his match on Rampage, which really made me look forward to it. But he also spoke about more than just Garcia. It felt like it was also about his role in AEW as a whole. And he, he sort of name-checked a lot of people. And it just made me feel like, oh. There's another guy that could face Punk, you know? Or is he looking to become the ace of All Elite Wrestling? Yeah, well, that, that Tanahashi match is off. Is it? Yeah. Oh, bugger. Apparently, just because of New Japan have been hit by a load of COVID ah. things. It just seems quite logistically difficult for Tanahashi to now get over to All Out. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, that, that kind of poo-poo's my idea then. Because when I was watching this promo, I was like, man, he sounds like he... Because he's like yeah, you know, saying, yeah. I've been carrying this company on my back during the real dark times. I was like, yeah. man, it sounds like he's trying to make himself the ace of AEW, which is a really nice way to set up the match with mm. Horseshoe Tanahashi. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, could still happen. Could but... still happen. Uh, and then the main event was MJF versus Chris Jericho, where Judas was not allowed to be used in any form. So no elbow and no music. So, of course, the whole crowd sang along for Jericho. Oh, yeah. And it was, you know, it started off like, where do we, who's going to sing the first bit? And then, like, the verse was loud, but it wasn't super loud because not many people knew, despite there being some signs with the lyrics on. Yeah. But Must man. be so embarrassed to write those down. Yeah. You know, like, like, are these really the <laughs> lyrics to the song? I feel oh like God. I'm a teenager oh writing poetry. So, I'm sorry, is this, is this lyric actually like, I am cold like December snow? That can't be right. Jericho's in his 50s. <laughs> a 14-year-old wrote this. Uh, but then the chorus hit, and the whole arena knew oh, every single word. So great. Uh, and it was, it was one of the best... Wrestling entrances, definitely most memorable of all time, like top twenty, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's because maybe it's because it's so fresh in my mind. Yeah, genuinely awesome. Heart, heart, sort of wrenching, spine tingling, awesome. The smile on Jericho's face yeah. when he saw, like, you know, this work essentially. 
was delightful. And MJF sold it brilliantly <coughs> as well. Like MJF wasn't like angry about it. He was more puzzled by the whole thing. He was like, what the hell happened? I didn't expect this. Exactly. I didn't expect people to like Jericho. Exactly. So I thought it was, I really, really liked that. So it was a great moment, but I actually think it did so much work for the rest of the match. Yes, absolutely. I had the exact same notes. Yeah. Like this crowd seems so much hotter for this match now because they were, they made this entrance work. And because of that, it sort of fired them up for the first sort of opening five, ten mm. minutes of this match. I re-watched the Grado entrance recently. You know where he does the, the Goldberg entrance, mm -hmm. I think, for an ICW show. And he comes out. But of course, when he's on stage, it's... Like a prayer, mm -hmm. gonna take me... And the whole crowd are singing along to it. And you know, Grado is... I don't think anyone's arguing he's a technical wizard mm. in the ring. Yeah, yeah. But the crowd is super hot for it! Because that pop, that sustained pop from karaoke singing... It just stays with you Work. for the whole match. Yeah. And that's what happened here. You had that sort of Judas sing-along energy throughout the match. And I thought, like, it was a good match anyway. It told a simple story. MJF is working over Jericho's injured arm. Just so happens to be the arm that the, the salt of the earth arm bar is going in. And the finish I, I really liked. Yeah. So the finish of this was that MJF was going to get <coughs> the, the, the diamond ring. And Jericho in the other corner is getting Floyd. And Aubrey gets distracted by MJF and is sorting out the ring. As MJF turns around, Jericho hits him with Floyd, throws the bat out the ring, and then goes to hit the Judas effect, and then goes, <laughs> I can't do that. And then he gets locked into the salt of the earth. And he's teasing the tap out for ages, teasing the tap out, rolls MJF through for a, a quick near fall, Jericho back into the salt of the earth. Jericho's got no choice but to tap. Clean... I think you can argue, you know, essentially, clean as a sheet, Jericho, yeah. uh, MJF won that match. It did wonders for, for MJF. I, I really enjoyed the match. I loved that finish. And it made me want to title this video, What's Next for Chris Jericho? <laughs> We've done that one. I'll tell you what's next. He's either going away or he's having a match at All Out. Well, I think it's probably a little from column A, a little from column but B. punk. <laughs> Because, yeah, he is doing fuzzy dates, but I think if you kind of go through them, then none of them are on a Wednesday, and mm. he has got that all-out free. So I'd imagine we'll get a, a redo of this at all-out, which does mean that two, three of the big matches are all-out mm. that we've got potentially thus far are rematches of matches that would have happened in the last couple of weeks. You know, uh, Christian versus Omega, Jurassic Express versus The Young Bucks, and Jericho versus MGF. It's a very unlike AEW thing to do. Well, it's because they've had to restructure their whole card and not really announce anything until mm. after tomorrow, it seems. Overall, really, really enjoyable show. I gave it a four out of five. Um, I, I've seen loads of people go, this is a five out of five show, six out of five show. But I think mostly because of the Sting match, and I'm all there with you for that. But yeah. just overall, you know, like, I've seen... Like, the AEW bar for a 5 out of 5 show is higher than this, I would say. Very, very high. I would agree with you. I mean, I'd have given it 4 out of 5 as well. Um, and that's mostly for that first hour. Mm. As I said, I don't think the second hour was as strong. Aside from that Jericho-MJF match, like a lot of that second hour was not must-see television, yeah. unfortunately. Whereas the first hour was just, like, chock-full of great stuff. And the community poll seems to be in line with us. 57% oh. of the vote gave it a 4 out of 5. 26% saying it was a 5 out of 5 show. 
13% saying it was a middle of the road three out of five show, and then 1% for two out of five, 3% for one out of five. Of course. Uh, but skewed very heavily upwards, Isn't it uh, deservedly so. Now, there's never been a better time to become a pledge hammer, because not only is it fan quizzle mania tonight, where you can partake against your fellow patrons in a quizzle mania. How fun's that? Uh, also, Saturday we'll see the start of a new season of Wrestle League. Wrestle League is our fantasy predictions league. We're a part of it. All the patrons are part of it. Laurie, Adam, Pete, everyone in the office. And it's just, we total up all the predictions over months. So this next season runs from SummerSlam to Survivor Series. And if you win it, we've got a new prize for you. So previous prizes have included amazing things like the <laughs> trophy emoji trophy and a £100 gift card to WrestleShop. What possibly could be bigger than that. Well, I've got to be honest with you. The trophy emoji trophy was not very expensive. <laughs> the hundred, and then we're like, we should do more for this. The hundred pound, you know, it's a lot more expensive than the, the trophy. The problem and now, the, yeah, I want to say the trophy emoji trophy is something that we thought was big. <clears throat> we're going far bigger. This is a very expensive prize and custom made. Like no one else is going to have this. It, change, it will change each season because it is a custom jam that championship with your name on the side plates. We don't even have a custom. We haven't even got it yet. Jam, jam that championship. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed it. It's a sticker on an old belt. This well, is... it'll, it'll come at the same time. Like, yeah, when, yeah. That, when that's ready, our one will be ready, but you'll have the custom side plates. Yeah, just in time for Laurie to win it. Some, at some time this good. weekend. Um, so yeah, it, it's really, really exciting. It's such a <clears> cool <throat> prize. Uh, I'm really, really thrilled. <laughs> just is it 101 pounds off um, uh, Russell Shop? So anyway, I, it's a really, really good prize. Uh, we're super thrilled about it, and we've seen the designs. They look awesome. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, we're really, really looking forward well, to the next season. Of we think it looks awesome. It's a silly. It's a, it's it's a belt designed around a jam jar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is. I would say pretty awesome. Oh yeah! Just like uh, Ollie, just like, do you want to like just feed some Ollie's ego for a little bit? He was a bit worried that we were wearing the same T-shirt on this stream. I think we look. I, I think we look like we work in a figurine stall called Jam That Jam. I'm very thankful that we're not wearing the same colour jeans. Mm. I'm, I'm wearing black jeans today because I do have jeans that are, are sort of a similar colour to that, and so we could have like really looked identical yeah uh but also on patreon if you give 25 dollars a month or more a month you get a shout you get a shout out on this very episode show oh god oh with a wrestling nickname so thank you pick him up loot sponge oh i can't play the i'll see if i can play the music i'm worried the music's gonna be too loud it's okay the snapdragon king rio odonte the pin particle terry hankamer the Incredible Tarzo. Probocop. Marcus, he's got soul. Campbell. Justin, the human Godzilla. Wustrak. That's a great name. An expert dancer. Great Swayerman. The Pharaoh. Stephen Mazzaferro. Manipulating Manny Umaria. Always shining Garrett Albright. 
And lastly, for this Hall of Fame class, on the 19th of August, 2021, the easiest name to pronounce, John Razowskis. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, we've got a bunch of Omega Chats, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Please get them in. And also remember, beer52.com forward slash wrestle. They are really helping us out uh, over the next three weeks. That's sort of sponsoring everything on the podcast channel and giving us beer. Honestly, getting through that WrestleMania stream on Monday, I couldn't have done it without them. And the Raw podcast the following day. And now as well, have I got mm -hmm. mm, dear, This is how problems start. Beer52.com forward slash wrestle. Don't get yourself one. Don't get yourself two. Don't get yourself eight. Get yourself 10 free craft beers on us. Just the price of the postage. And it's a subscription as well. You can cancel it at any time, pause it at any time. But you will not want to. It's real, real good. I have been a subscriber. This is legit. I've been a subscriber to Beer52 now for over five years. I think it's actually getting on for six years. I was a subscriber. You still pay for it. I know, I do. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because I've got the same subscription I had yeah. when I first started. I used to get, they used to be coming like these old, like, uh, it was like sort of just a plain cardboard mm -hmm. with like the Beer 52 logo on it. It's all fancy in that now. It's such a great service. Mm. I cannot recommend them enough. Gone and super casual here. Look, you haven't got to be casual. What happened here? Well, I just thought I'd read out the chats now. But they, it, what, to try and block off your T-shirt so it doesn't look like wearing the same thing. No, look, you can see it. <laughs> Liam Craig. All of this reminds me of my favourite Wrestle Talk joke of Ollie reporting on something good in CM Punk's personal life. Then he becomes the devil and says, "Now come back to wrestling." Uh, WTVS. To be honest, I'm not interested in Punk coming back, but you know what I would love to see? CM Punk's music hit and Shane McMahon comes out to tell the world he is buying AEW. Nice to see my two favourite journalists back in the studio together. I mean, he's, uh, Bucky, my own Bucky O'Hare is for journalists because we are far from it. I, do you know what I'm, I was so delighted by? Mm -hmm. um, looking at We've the got a lot of chats. Yeah, no, it's very quick. Very <laughs> delighted to see from the uh, Tuesday podcast that we did mm. for Raw was the amount of people that said, I um, I found you during the pandemic. This is my first yeah. time seeing you together in person. Like, I think I just sort of assumed that everyone who was watching us was also watching us back when we were doing this two years ago on this set. But there were people like, oh, no, this is my first time seeing you on the set. Also, this means there are people who have now only discovered me since I've gone bald. And of now, oh, wow. now we're like, whoa, you used to have hair? Like, and you still like a finding video, <laughs> sending me it, like pictures on Twitter being like, yeah. oh my God, have you seen you used to have hair? I don't know whether to laugh <laughs> or cry. And it's like, it's like no, oh, I, nice. I, I know, I, I was there. Mm. <laughs> I, I'm well aware that I used to have hair, but I shaved it off because I didn't have a lot of it. So yeah, it's, just, it's, it's been very, it's been lovely really seeing those comments. I think it's, you look at WWE and how much they've hemorrhaged viewers, and you think, oh yeah, no one really started watching wrestling during the pandemic. Incorrect, which is nice. William Toggy Jr. Anyone else catch the AEW Dynamite commercial during Raw on Monday? Imagine Friday, second to last ad break on SmackDown, nothing but a huge CM Punk promo package saying tune into AEW Rampage on TNT at 10pm EST. I should have done it on this show, shouldn't they? Yeah, and like them running adverts during Raw isn't anything like... They do it all the time. 
Danny G, can you imagine if Rampage starts with Cult of Personality and then MJF walks out? I would love it. Punk will still debut later, of course, but imagine the nuclear heat. And I've seen a lot of people suggest that pretty much since he, you know, the fight for report came out that he was coming back. I disagree with it so wholeheartedly. You've got one chance at that pop and you've got to have Punk, punk yeah. do it the first time. Wrestleverse. I think not confirming anything is the best long-term strategy for AEW. It's going to give AEW programming the biggest anything-can-happen feel, especially after Daniel Bryan also debuts next month, which I think will also won't be announced. Yeah. Uh, John McDonald. My wife re very rarely watches wrestling with me and only watches the stuff I really care about. Kenny Okada 4, Abushi White at Wrestle Kingdom, and is ready to watch Rampage with me in a couple of days. I'm wondering where you lads want Punk to go after, assumedly, Derby. I don't want him straight into the title. Mm. That's that's kind of my thing, because I think it, it opens up the, you're just pushing ex-WWE uh, rhetoric. I, for me, my, my fancy booking for him was a feud with Hangman Page. I really don't know. I don't know if he's going to turn up. <laughs> I'm not going to get ahead of myself. Funky Pug 313. CM Punk is going to show up and announce <laughs> Rampage Underground. Nate S, I have so much anxiety over the potential Punk debut. I agree he should open the show. Crowd will just be waiting around otherwise and could entice viewers to stick around. The teases seem subtle for most, but for fans like us, they're right in our face. Uh, Taco Blowfish, the wifey just bought me an early birthday present. Surprise ticket to Rampage tomorrow. I'll be tweeting y'all everything I see. Wow. Well, we'll be uh, watching along live with you, just not there in person. We're going to be doing it from our office. Dean Barretton, Punk should be with Kenny in the main event if it's not Paige. You get one debut, and while I appreciate it, it's great for Derby. For AEW, it should be Omega versus Punk. The Punk tease should have interrupted Omega beating Christian last rampage. Hashtag crab dance. Well, this is what the argument that you made. You said it should be Punk versus Omega at All Out. Yeah, don't see why not. Uh, Wrestling Talk Sign Guy. Uh, as excited as I am about CM Punk returning, I'm more excited to see MJF come out to Punk's music and have a Who's Your Daddy Montreal promo. Uh, a hot tag. Bacon Rasher. Hey, lads. Solid four out of five show. Uh, though Sting's been in AEW for a while, I'm still impressed with him in the ring, especially compared to Oldberg. Luke, what did you think of Team Denom from Denise's predictions yesterday? Great to see you back in the office. Jam that jam. I actually haven't watched them yet. She mm. did it with uh, Tom Campbell from Cultaholic. <gasps> I know. And she, she then tweeted out saying, like, he's the nicest man, or one of the nicest people I've ever met. I was like... She's cheating on you. He's steady stealing my gimmick. Um, but I haven't watched it yet, but I'm, I'm going to listen to it in the car on my way home, actually. Uh, cultural Influence of Gravy says, Howdy, gents. Really want to know what you... Really want to know what you think it would be great... What would be... Sorry. Really want to know what you think it would take to get surfacing in AEW. Think it would be a massive one-off pop at a beach break, mm. maybe. Hashtag FTF. Hashtag the mean stream posse. Uh... Yeah, that would be a nice nostalgia pop, actually. Why not? Exactly. Yeah, and I, yeah break, that's good. I, I wasn't sold on the idea until you said Beast yeah, Break. Yeah. I was like, actually, that works perfectly. Eduardo Surand on the subject of Malachi Black versus Sunberg, uh, Sunderson. Uh, first, of all, if you, uh, first of all, if you want to see a dead body, watch next week, Black versus Brock. Sorry, says R.I.P. Brock Anderson in advance. <laughs> I'm curious if they keep feeding a couple of people to Malachi and just wait for Murphy's non-compete to expire. Having those two go to an AEW with no restrictions, give it to me now. Why, it's in two weeks. 
not Surfer Schaefer. Hey, Icons, missed last week, but last night's episode was rad. I would like to remind you all that Malachi Black is going to kill Brock Anderson next week and then kill Christmas by pinning Miro Jesus for the TNT <laughs> title on the Christmas Eve rampage Black That Mass. Uh, Bo Hill, I was going to send a message about Punk, but I realized there was something more important. Has someone told Brock Anderson to get his affairs in order? Because he's going to get murdered on Wednesday. In short, Cardia, weird decision by AEW to schedule a snuff film for next week. Hashtag Brock's going to die. That is, that to me is a testament of how over Malachi Black is. That we got five chats in about him for a show he's not even on. Yeah. I think that's a really great presentation they've done of him thus far. With a hot tag back. Uh, Sean Cartea seemed to me that the tag match and post-match were originally meant to be Hangman and Dark Order, but with Paige going on paternity leave, they shifted the planned storyline to Christian and Jurassic Express. Looks to me, because Jurassic Express is awesome. Yeah, that does fit. Yeah, maybe. I mean, but Christian and Jurassic Express have been teaming for a while. Uh, not Jackson Schaffer. Hi, Icons again. What? Why are you calling us Icons? Because we are stunned. <laughs> uh, thank you. Kenny is starting to freak me out a little. After pinning Cage, I legit thought he was going to steal the belt thinking that he won it back when he did the one-winged angel in the beatdown bit. Everyone in the Elite tries to convince him that it's still Christian's, but he's too far gone. I would like that. Yeah. I think Kenny is missing some kind of next-level craziness at the moment. You know, like how obsessed he got about building the deathmatch yeah. machine. Uh, Hannah Allen. Aside from Baker, Christian, Kenny, Callis, Jungle Express, Jericho, Santana, Ortiz, Sammy, MJF, Spears, FTR, Nyla, Ford, Sheeta, Best Friends, HFO, Death Triangle, Mox, and Eddie, White, Brian, Punk. The Bucks are the fave, lol. <laughs> Lots of love. Jam that jam. Lost intangibles. There's the... more to come. Uh, oh, God. Cody, Archer, Black, Miro, Rosa, Arm, Brock, Miro's hot wife. Wait, did I sell the gimmick the first time? Even if I did, LIW444 Life Support. Wrestle talk. Soon we pay for Omega in <laughs> Australian dollars. Never, your buckaroos. Never. They smell and aren't worth anything. Dead Punk 1905. Hey guys, having to work again today. Not seen the whole show yet, but the first two matches, I guess, was fun as hell. Can't wait for Rampage, and hopefully it lives up to the hype, because there will be tears either way from me. Uh, best in the world, hashtag jam that jam. You think you're going to cry? Well, when Punk debuts. No, I... My worry, I, I think I'm going to be um, engaged by you being there. I think if I was doing it on my own... There's a lot of pressure for my reaction to this. What if I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, that is the worry, isn't it? But like, you say it's a lot of pressure, but it's pressure of your own making. I don't know what I've done. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sean Spears. That guy is so underrated. It was a blast seeing him get to shine last night with Sammy. Plus, personally, I'll never stop loving watching Aubrey do her thing. For me, as a woman watching wrestling, she is an inspiration in so many ways. Yeah, she's so great. Justin Anzaludua Sr. Took my fiancé and daughter to their very first wrestling show and our very first Dynamite together. My voice is gone from singing Judas, but we had the best time. AW Championship looks so much better in person. Moxley is first for punk. Jam that jam. Mm. I wouldn't mind that. I think that's a good... Moxley can lose. Punk can be a dick. Yeah. Darby's the red herring. Yeah. Buzz. Might be a bit much, but think it will be cool if after Hangman eventually wins before grabbing the title, he either embraces the Bucks or embraces the Dark Order. Kind of like Kenny and Matt Jackson after the, the Okada match. Yeah, that's nice. Um, I mean, everything will just be 
Beautiful man. Austin TH. Holy crap, this show was so awesome live. My best experience at a wrestling show since WrestleMania X7. X7. Yeah. Let me put a one in there. I strongly recommend anyone sees an AEW show live if they have a chance. Dark match for people to check from there. Anthony Bowens versus Dante Martin. I bet you that's a lot of fun. Mm. I was thinking while I was watching this show, oh man, I can't wait for AEW to come over to the UK and mm. do some shows. I, I genuinely had that thought. I think it was actually, it was during the Jurassic Express Young Bucks match. Yeah. I was like, cannot wait for them to tour this country so we can go and see a live show. With and me them. and MJF can go for beers. Yeah, me and Britt Baker can also go for beers because she knows who I am. Patrick Kaniski. Hi guys, little fantasy booking here. What if after the derby match, Christian walks out and attacks Punk? The following week, Christian cuts a promo talking about how he took his moment away. Everyone always undercutting him for his moment and turns him heel. Uh... I don't think I, I like the trajectory of Christian right now, um, and I don't think it would really steal Christian's. Like, what moment is Punk probably, stealing that? Uh, probably his debut because everyone was talking. Like, no one thought it was Christian. People. Oh, thought was I Punk. see. I like, see. You could, I suppose you could play off that. It might be slightly too meta. Also, mm. I, and this is. I think this says a lot about my perception of Christian in AEW. That feels like a big step down. To Punk. For Punk. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sari, pissed off Mox in the main event on Rampage. Good luck, Garcia. Mox, with his history with punk and overall experience, he can handle the crowd. And with 2.0 ringside, Derby can get there easily to be present. Punk versus Derby are all out. Makes so much sense. Um, yeah. Mate S, great show all around. That Mox promo was incredible. I popped for the Jurassic Express spot and immediately thought Luke is going to love that. By raw standards, I give the audio issues a 3 out of 5. Thanks. Sean Dunn, maybe they're making Sammy look ultra babyface, then he's going to turn on Jericho. Also, your prediction video was so funny. It was so you, it was so fun to do. Uh, Mayor of Painesville, Dan. Hey, guys, let's talk about 2.0 for a bit. How good are they? I knew they were great, but they are fantastic. In a year, they should be one of the best tag teams in the world. I've seen enough flips in AEW and no tag rules. Tell a story like 2.0. Um, let me see how old they actually are. Because I, I think they're a lot older than people think. Yeah, they debuted in 2003. Um, yeah, they're, they're like... Uh, so they are both born 1983. They're older than me. Mm. I'm real old. But they feel like young guys because they've yeah. only just sort of really, you know, been NXT. Mm. But yeah, they are good. Uh, Jonathan Hedman. I think my biggest gripe is, am I booing the Bucks because they are dastardly heels or because they are EVPs and seemingly keeping the titles? Also, my prediction is Punk uses the Chicago Bulls song to debut with at least for one night. Um, I don't know, Hedman. Like, I think that might be... That's what they were trying to avoid in the first place. Mm. And unfortunately, they were basically stuck between a rock and a hard place because people kept saying, put the titles on the Bucks. And they were like, well, we want, don't want to have the titles because people will say that we're the EVPs, we shouldn't have the titles. Now they've got the titles, people are like, the EVP shouldn't have the titles. <laughs> I wouldn't mind if they had a more focus as a tag division. They never have a, like, a proper that's, opponent. That's the, yeah, that's the problem. It's, it's not the fact that they're the EVPs of the company. It's that they, the tag division doesn't feel quite... As, it's, mm. it's stacked full with talent. There's just no like, top contenders. Yeah. And definitely, it's got to be cult of personality. Yeah. Uh, some stupid punk. Hey, you rap legends. <laughs> what do you think of MJF stealing the Judas effect from Jericho like he did the crossroads? Now the double cross from Cody. Not because it's some devastating move. Obviously, it's very silly. But just as a salt of the earth in the wound. Very good pun. I like that because mm. Judas is a betraying character yeah. anyway. Uh, makes 
quite a lot of sense. Your garbage mate. Hello, lads. So good to see you two in the same room reviewing again. Love the studio setup. My question is more for fun here. If you can take one WWE wrestler and put them in a feud in AEW and vice versa, who would you guys pick and why? It's always my answer. Uh, either Cody versus Triple H, uh, Young Bucks versus the Usos, Kenny versus mm. Roman. But put in a, in a current storyline. Oh, you want to put them in a current storyline? I don't know. That's uh, put them in a... F oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I misread the question. But yeah, Triple H and CM Punk would be the one for me. Mm. Joan Lopez. Junior Dos Santos, the bald one, is a former... Oh, we were close. Jorge Dos Santos <laughs> is a former UFC heavyweight champ. He took the title off of Cain Velasquez after he took it off Brock Lesnar. He was recently released from his UFC contract, but I think he would be a great wrestler. Thanks, Joan. Uh, Stephen Guzman. I know it might be too soon to take the belt off Miro, but if Eddie Kingston is the guy who takes it off him, save it for AEW Grand Slam. Of course, that's in New York. Can you imagine the pop he'll get in New York? It would be insane. Also, totally not because I'll be there and I love Eddie. Yeah, I mean, we thought that they might do like Kingston versus Omega for the title because mm. the crowd would be so hot for Eddie. But actually, him dethroning Nero and winning the TNT title would be an incredible pop in New York. It's more believable as well. Yeah, exactly. Bobby G. I popped over something so simple last night, and that was the picture of Malachi Black they used for his match. I hope they use the pick for all his matches. He looks truly terrifying to have to face. Also, thought Thunder Rosa had a cool submission finish. I'm going to hot tag you there. Uh, Jay Burke says, Osprey versus Mox for All Outs. Cool. That would be. I mean, that would be great. Yeah. Uh, Jose Velasquez, Viva Pete Cabrones. How do I hear the podcast of Ollie talking about that dude with the flare up his ass? <laughs> it was a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a couple of weeks On ago. On Raw, I think it would have been. Oh man, because it would have been after the Euro finals. Mm. We'd have had that conversation. So maybe it'd be the week after that. Sometime after mid-July, a Raw episode, yeah. I think. Uh, GC said, when I saw why Ric Flair was training, I had two thoughts. One, I understand why Ollie only travels first class. And two, I thought most train companies had closed off their buffet <laughs> carriages. Very good. That's something to listen to the podcast. Good. Welcome back. I was wondering how you guys watch AEW. I'm in the States and do not pay for cable. Would I be able to watch it on Fight if I paid for that? Um, do you know if I would need a VPN to watch it here on Fight? I'll take a VPN recommendation as well. Got one right here for you. Surfshark VPN, they support us, so please do support them. Yeah, I, th I mean, I don't know. I'm not really super tech savvy, but we watch it on Fight. Most of the rest of the world watches it on Fight. Yeah. Uh, you have to pay £4.99 for Fight Plus, but you get Dynamite and Rampage. Extra for pay-per-views. Um, but Fight are great. They're really good. Really but good. yeah, to get to get the, the worldwide version, you, I guess you would need to set your VPN to another country. Uh, Charles Burke said, I'm here to talk about Wrestle League. I've joined the Patreon, which means Wrestle League is now a competition to see who gets second place. <laughs> the Dogfather has arrived. WrestleTalk's fifth favorite commenter. That championship belongs to me. Be jellious. I've one question about Wrestle League. I put in my picks for SummerSlam and submitted. It said I submitted. I checked back a moment ago and it's asking me to vote again. How does the voting work? Should I get confirmation if my votes went through? So the, because it's the end of a season and the start of a season, I think Pete explains this in the post. You've got there's two different 
different forms to do. Mm -hmm. So there's SummerSlam for end of the season and SummerSlam for the beginning of the season. Just make the same predictions and you'll be good to go. Keith Lloyd, Raw is turning you guys into some dastardly heels, just burying the sports in the US, burying countries' GDPs, nitpicking Dynamite. Hope Ollie ends up last in Wrestle League and uh, Luke has a Baron Corbin type cash in. It's now lost intangibles for for life. F you, Keith. <laughs> it's not our fault that your sports are boring. That's not our problem. Phil and your money's rubbish. Phil Roberts, my mates live in a country with no patent protection laws, so they have off-brand versions of main vaccines. He had his today, and apparently something, and it really attracts insects. He sent me a message saying, flies are killing me. They tell you... The uh, the super sex club I went to at the weekend. Oh no, you didn't. The super sex club. Mm. Got the soup. Big mistake. Ghostface1999, hey guys, fans since the golden briefcase era, bought a dance chopper t-shirt and prepared a support wrestle talk sign for when AEW came to Toronto. Then the pandemic hit. Don't be surprised when you see an outdated show when AEW finally does come. James Handley, I'm not sure if you guys would enjoy a Les Mis reference, but I became inspired by Ollie's dream. Might I suggest that the song Adam or Ollie has to <coughs> sing be a Les Mis parody called I Dreamed a Dream of CM Punk. It would be such a great duet. James Handley, I don't know if you've watched my news today, but I grab my go CM Punk to AEW, go, oh, one more day. And then I sing a bit of One More Day. From Les Mis. I assume that was from Les Mis. Yeah, so very, very much. I do appreciate the Les Mis. That's a tough song to sing, though. Was it? Um, I'm trying to think back. So we used to do a movie podcast together, Ollie and I, um, and it was like way, way back early in the day. You had an argument with someone about Les Mis, the movie version. And it's better than the stage one. And that was it. <laughs> okay, so that was the side you took. I couldn't remember if you were the side that said, it's not cinematic. Or if you were the side of the person that was just like, it's one of the greatest cinema experiences I've ever had. Oh, it's great. It's a great, great film. Yeah, very tenderly done. Do you want a hot tag back? Uh, no, it's all right. I think I can finish See you at home then. I'll see you at home. Kevin said, really enjoy, uh, really excited for Miro versus Eddie. Also, when they teased Sammy's big announcement, I thought he was challenging for a title or maybe a forbidden door being opened. But now he got engaged. It's okay, I guess. <laughs> Rangers Mayhem, I enjoyed... It's obviously a joke. Congrats to them. I know. You really but... weren't going to read that out. Well, I thought that was implied by my tone. Uh, Rangers Mayhem, I enjoyed... But maybe it wouldn't because we, got, we had a message from someone. Uh, who said, we're not sure if this is your British sarcasm, but do you legit hate other currencies? Yeah. <laughs> Rangers Mayhem. I enjoyed last night's show a lot. Counting down to 10pm Friday, I'm surprised Ollie didn't bring up his BF Kingston being challenged by Miro. Miro should come out to Sun An, uh, come out for Sun An after he's killed by Black to pray for him. Bo Hill said, what makes you think they run Jericho MJF back? Jericho lost, that should be the end of the program. Also, you forgot that promo with Miro challenging Kingston. Mm, sorry about that, folks. Uh, Jericho puts his career on the line. Um, Micah Pellegrini, now that I think Omega beats Osprey for his IWGP championship and Ibushi beats Shingo and they have a unification mm. match at Wrestle Kingdom, then something something, Akada, I don't know, I'm not a booker. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, obviously, because Ibushi's not in any of... Oh, no, you said Ibushi. Yeah. Ibushi. Oh, right, actually, no, you're very good. Dan Lambert segment felt weird on this show. I thought it was awesome. Loved it. Uh, Sol Sar, can't believe Dan Lambert didn't include former UFC star CM Punk in his crew. <laughs> Opportunity missed. Sean Costello said, I'm one of those people who got back into wrestling over the lockdown after 20 years away. You guys are a massive part of me rekindling my interest and keeping me sane through furlough. The studio sets are brand new to me. Thanks for the content, lads. And lastly, Carl Newark, Punk Kingston promo of the New York show. Eddie says how hard he worked to get to AEW and carried AEW through COVID. Punk sat around waiting for a bag of cash. And a bit of a tease for you know Adam's fantasy booking video CM Punk hmm. he told us like the first couple of sentences of it and you went that's that's genius I really like it and now I want Punk to debut as a heel I mean I, I've, I have been flying yeah, that yeah, yeah. flag since day one my friend Lol, the channel who cried wolf. Can't trust anything that these guys put out anymore. Ah, oh, you're exaggerating. I'm sure that's the only comment. <laughs> I think they've done plenty already. How much more should they tease? That's all I want. Uh, so, by the way, we're I reading Ollie, out I the think comments Ollie's, before we've the live. live show's started. I think Ollie's investment in this story over the years is clouding his judgment a little bit. <laughs> is this the best topic you could come up with after a dynamite where so much other stuff's happened? Yeah. Respect for Jericho, please. Yeah, we've done Jericho. The but, where, but where Punk? The title asks if AEW should have teased Punk's debut, like they haven't been certainly doing for uh, two weeks well, now. Yeah, well, that's Luke's argument yeah. that I'm sure you'll uh, lose. Oh, conveniently, there's no there's no option to do a poll in today's stream. Yeah, I know. It's a bit annoying, really, isn't it? I was hoping that... We'll chalk that up for a victory for David. <laughs> We're punk. We're punk. No, no, what happened? I, I was the ideas guy, and then, like, I was spitballing, <laughs> and I said we should get the emoji shrug woman and put punk's face on it. And then I walked away, <laughs> and I came back, and you had done it, and it looks, it made us laugh so much. <laughs> producer Rich was in the room with us, which yeah. is rare. Producer Rich usually yeah. is in, like, in the room. And he was laughing so much, it's like, that really popped. <laughs> well, and, and I think... The, because it made all four of us really laugh because it was very silly mm. we were like well, because initially I had a big picture of Jericho's face with like he lost yeah and they were like no it's, it's disrespectful it's <laughs> respect for Jericho please yeah. come on now um, hey weekend's coming up you're going to be seeing a lot of me mm. I suppose have you got any other plans outside no what are you going to do with your, <laughs> what, what, got any other life right now what are you going to do with your Friday and Saturday because we're not coming uh, we're yes. not starting streaming on Friday until 11pm yeah. So that gives you like all of Friday to do stuff. Same story with Saturday as well. Yeah, well, I might go to the cinema. What's see? I'd probably eat Fall Guy. <laughs> My favourite movie. Your, your new favourite movie? I genuinely, I'll go to the cinema. I'll go to the gym because I haven't been able to go a week. The first session I have missed for three months wow. happened on Monday. I thought, it's okay, I'll make up that later. No, too tired. Yeah. Too much too much office stuff. My lady partner said over and over again, when you go into the office, even if it's a normal day, which it won't be, even if it's a normal day, you'll just be knackered for the first week. Because yeah. it's just like this massive stress of change of environment. Oh, yeah. Commutes being a thing again. You probably I've, just won't be used to it. I've got to get used to. What re-get used to. Mm. Half past seven is a normal time to get home. 
Because I'm like at the moment, like like last yeah. night we were going to go to the pub, right? Because you went to the pub because um, everyone was in. And Pete's I was like, birthday, Pete's non-birthday. And I was like, I've got to, I've got to go because mm. half past seven so late to be getting back. But that's the time I used to get home back in the day. I just got so used to like finishing at six, walking downstairs, and being at home already. Yeah, yeah. And dinner at eight o'clock was a frequent. I make dinner at. Nine last quarter past nine. Whoa! Why? Well, it's because I was. Because I did go to the pub, pub, but still. Did you go to the beer merchants? Yes, we did. It was lovely. Yeah. A lovely time was had. Simon, housemate Simon, showed <gasps> no up. No way! Yeah, did he really? Oh. oh my god! I should tell this this story. So we went out for because we hadn't all seen each other, and uh, it was Pete's birthday today. But, so... I'm, but I'm lame, so I went home. Yeah, you you had you had to go home because you got a long the longest drive back, I guess, and. We got Pete a Happy New Year card, lol, because we're hilarious. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're about to get another round of drinks in. Housemate Simon's just turned up. Way, Way. best day ever. Luke's not here. Even better. And Simon is at the bar ordering the drinks. And Adam goes, oh, well, got seven notifications on my phone. Oh, well. And all of a sudden, he's on the phone to his other half. And he's like, oh, oh. Oh, can, can can we could we possibly move dinner reservations <gasps> back fifteen minutes with your parents? <laughs> <laughs> and we were all just like, oh, and he was gone. Yeah, he was gone after that. He put the phone down, ran to the thing. Bye, bye, bye. See you later. Cancelled the order. Damn. Oh dear! Yeah. You've got your dinner reservations. Dinner reservations with the parents. Oh. Ouch! Ouch! They've been doing that a lot lately. Um, because uh, he's fancy, is mm -hmm. Adam. Um, you need to put your phone onto uh, your laptop onto mute. Otherwise, muted. Problem is, you're so popular, like, and you're such like you know the big boss man. That yeah. You get hung in hell in a cell, and you get so many notifications <laughs> from people. Right, well, we've got to get out of here. Thank you all so much for joining us. So if you're one of our uh, visual viewers, we've got a lot happening. So tomorrow it is AEW Rampage along with WrestleMania X8. And then on Saturday, it is the SummerSlam Reactions. On Sunday, the SummerSlam Review, which will also be available in audio version. And then on Sunday night, NXT TakeOver Reactions. And Monday, NXT TakeOver Review. Lots going on, uh, Biffid too, and all that. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.